0: Happy birthday Drew! we made it i'm drew here with my sister ashley and best darn friend derek and we just got back from september 4th 1984. weird why does that date sound so familiar
1: um i think it's because a trash human was born on that day but <laughs> oh,
0: wow okay why else were we there
1: <laughs> um well i'm just kidding happy birthday to my brother Um, But we were there because each week we travel back in time to the best year ever to watch whatever movie just hit theaters.
0: So now we finally understand why it's the best year ever, Um, because (laughs) we got to visit baby Drew. But (laughs) before we get into that, (laughs) here's what we saw. It's Mars on the Hudson. It's Cheers Goes to Harlow. Oh, I was going to make that in Yeah, brother? It's E.T. Rides the now. Underground Railroad. Want to see me make all the white people another disappear? One. 125th Street next. That was fantastic. It's the brother from another planet. Man is a future from a change. He's got radar for a mind. <laughs> Removable eyes. And a lovable smile. Give me five, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: White folks get strange all the time. It's John Sayle's
1: dazzling and propelling comedy hit. It's the box office blast guaranteed to open your eyes. The brother. (laughs) From another planet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we watch The Brother from Another Planet. Um, he's not just another (laughs) out-of-towner.
0: Yeah, in fact, he's an alien. Um, well, <laughs> so, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I think that was sort of established in the trailer. Um, yeah. If you're just looking at if you're if you're just judging by the poster, then we've got the main character uh, standing in front of the Hudson Bay with the Statue of Liberty behind him. So there's this parallel between uh, this this uh, foreigner. And uh, the movie actually opens with him like arriving at Ellis Island, um, but not from like Europe or Africa or you know somewhere that somebody would arrive from uh, arrive there normally from, but from wait, from where they don't t- from
1: outer space, another planet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the they title. don't say, it. um, well. Oh, I was like, you set me up and I was like, ah, they don't actually say what name of the planet is. Do you know more information?
0: <laughs> um, but before we get too far into the movie, uh, let's talk about what we did while we were on our time traveling excursion back to the best year ever. Arguably the best day ever, because none of this would be possible if the person who's talking hadn't been born on September 4th, 1984. <laughs> Uh, what did Yay. we What did we do while we were there?
1: Well, we went to see your creepy baby self.
0: Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> there's that.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if I was that creepy.
1: No, you're a cute kid. So, yeah. we just saw you as like a little baby, baby Drew. And then we maybe got you a couple of gifts for grown-up Drew mm. while you were there. Um,
0: do you want to give those to me now or should we save it for like halfway through?
1: Oh, well, we'll give them to you now okay so there's a couple of gifts mm. so the first gift they're all for grown-up you so baby you can just like hang
2: out
0: as but, a little potato but just to be clear you got you procured these gifts in 1984. yes yeah from yeah.
2: 84 for the 84 baby who's now 36. Six. will
1: be 36. um so we got you a cool visitation on the set of dune
0: <laughs> oh david is check- dune
1: so you check that out. And then after you visit the set, you get to have a sushi, a sushi lunch with David Lynch.
0: Wow. Um, that a pretty nice present. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That's, that's actually thinking ahead because how was the sushi you've seen in 84? I wonder.
2: Uh, we'll say yeah. it's really good. Stop the, asking questions and just go hang out yeah, with you're your welcome.
0: favorite Well, thank, oh, thank you. First <laughs> right. off, I get to meet David Lynch and have sushi with him. That's, um, <laughs> like would be the answer to if you could meet one, you know, famous person mm-hmm. dead or alive <laughs> and have dinner with them, <laughs> who would it be and what are you eating? So nailed There you nailed go. That.
1: <laughs> And then we got you a little present.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: it's a special edition, members only jacket. It
0: cost us a lot. A lot of, of money. Coin.
1: Because it's not only just members only jacket, it also has gremlins on it. Oh my God. So you're welcome. It's a lot of money. <laughs>
0: that is that is dope um -hmm. that's such a coincidence i got a gizmo sweatshirt today from our friend jen
1: oh nice so now 2020 though like
0: right come on yeah but we're in 2020 now when you're giving me these 84 presents fine (laughs) no i'm just saying i can i can coordinate i can wear the the jacket on top of the sweatshirt
1: that's true oh oh that's true anyway those are your gifts happy birthday (laughs)
0: Thank you. So enough about me for now. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the whole episode about Drew.
0: <laughs> Ashley, can you sum up the brother from another planet in 15 seconds or less?
1: Yes. Ready? Go. Okay. An alien escapes his space bounty hunters and crash lands in Ellis Island. He looks like a black man. He makes friends at a bar and they protect him from the bounty hunters. They get scared by all of his friends and return to space.
0: Wow yeah
1: (laughs) I was also kind of I was also just gonna sing happy birthday to you for 15 seconds but I (laughs) decided to do a recap just you know
0: good recap I have some questions Um, he yeah he inhabits the body of a black man in harlem gets like dropped into to new york he City. he doesn't inhabit
1: the body he's already a well, so, black man when he's an alien in space well,
0: well what are uh, okay interesting how do you know that because they show his
1: face when he's in space
0: as an alien. right but like did they choose that form to make him blend into where he was going like i mean i know we don't have to have the answers to this but i don't think so yeah so the opening of the movie is him right before he lands right
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that they just have a, a few differences and he has powers and a couple to- less toes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but oh. I still think that him as an alien is still like, he just looks like a black man, but he has a couple toes and has special powers.
0: Yeah. He has some more powers to ET, um, which may or may yeah. not be a coincidence because of a little bit of trivia. Who Ooh. directed this movie, Ashley?
1: John sales.
0: Yeah. And what, did was he involved in ET? Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, he was. I don't remember what this trivia is. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, so. it's, it's, it, he. I think he wrote an early scripts called Night Skies. We actually talked about this. Oh, we
1: talked about before. Yeah. Yeah,
0: on a previous episode. He's he's this director, um, a white dude, uh, has been involved in a lot of projects that we've referenced through the you know through the eighties the big alligator movie we briefly touched on last week um what else uh piranha wild
1: thing for my birthday thing.
0: yeah that's right the movie we watched
1: look at this he's, connection that's cool
0: yeah oh okay. yeah he's he's definitely more i just looking at his his credits mm-hmm. the movies he's written were have become more popular than the movies he's directed the movies he's directed are probably more in this vein which is art house in and yeah. and in, personal, um, even though he's obviously like a white dude commenting on the black experience. He uh, it's pretty cool. He's like showcasing a underrepresented uh, class in New York and, and telling their story um, mm-hmm. because just of the because of the structure of Hollywood at the time. It's not like a, a black filmmaker outside of Spike Lee would have been awarded the MacArthur grant <laughs> yeah, uh, to finance a movie like this. So good for him for at least telling a story that's like, maybe he's empathetic to, but was not his experience directly. Um, which, which kind of brings us Ashley to, did you have any backstory with this movie or kind of the emotional journey that the character is going through of feeling alien and out of place now, before you answer, disclaimer: yeah. okay. We're not comparing our um, pretty ho hum upbringings um, and like brief experiences with living your entire life as a black person. Um, right. But uh, there is something universal about the alien metaphor, where you are like um, in a foreign in a foreign place or in a foreign um, headspace at some point in your life. So, what about you, Ashley?
1: So I'm almost six feet tall now, um, but I was also like around five ten in middle school, which is pretty tall for like a thirteen, fourteen year old. Um, and so that was kind of foreign for me, and I was taller than every single guy. What about me? I don't. I mean, you're three. Like you're two and a half years older than me.
0: True. Guys, you my mean age. Every guy your age.
1: Yeah, yeah. Guys, my age. I was like not taller on the than. Not, Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was like 14 years old. Um, so taller than like other middle, like most other male middle schoolers and females. And then I had to, I don't know if you remember this, but I had to order my pants from like a magazine because they didn't have like longs. So they're all like too high for me. So I had to like order them specially. For Sears? <laughs> or like I, no, I don't want say
0: that because we got like the Sears catalog. I don't remember I don't, what other magazines. I don't remember what
1: been. magazine it was, but they had talls and I was so pumped about it. So like finally pants that'll like be long and may not be like high waters.
2: So, so were you wearing like capris?
1: I mean sometimes I, or <laughs> Before, like really they really were
0: cool. Or, or were like they really
1: cool? they were never cool. Yeah. Or like really baggy pants. So there's like no in between like skinny <laughs> jeans were in. And I had to like order them for magazine like wait weeks to get them. So that was great.
0: <laughs> did uh did you love the movie Tall Girl?
1: Um I only watched part of it actually. Wasn't very good.
0: Yeah. I mean that was kind of <laughs> I can the, more relate, extreme, the more extreme yeah. version of your I'm not
1: life. Not 6'5", or however tall she was, but yeah. Yeah.
0: So um for me, I've had this feeling and maybe um maybe it's similar uh, to something Derek's experienced, like just traveling to a foreign country where, you know, we grew up in a almost Uh, exclusively white um Mm -hmm. neighborhood and school and we're just kind of like uh never in a situation never in very many situations where we would feel um like a minority or be a minority but if you've traveled you know you're kind of already in a weird headspace because everything is is like uh new to you and then you also briefly get like get to be um in in the emotional space of like someone who is not the uh, the norm in the area that that you're visiting. So I've been to Thailand and India, and you know, in addition to jet lag or any number of like uh, feel like physical things you might feel from traveling, just fatigue. Um, you're you have this like just kind of emotional unrest that I'm sure other people in America have like experienced on a daily basis their entire lives. Um, but it is, um, disarming to experience it. Like when you travel to a foreign country, what about you, Derek?
2: Yeah. Like you said, uh, my point is traveling to France on a Euro trip. I had, uh, a, a, you know, several different examples, but this was the one time where I thought like, it doesn't matter if I'm a good person or not. Like these people in France just did not like me from the get go. There was no Mm. coming back from it unless I spoke French and
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did. Um. (laughs) It's not your birthday yet. (laughs) Uh, It's close enough. The, the main character in the movie, the brother um, doesn't speak at all. So Mm -hmm. in addition to the countries I was referencing, they're so like catered to tourists and, you know, like there's sort of just a culture shock in general, but at least they're not like, um, there's no snubbing of people that speak, uh, English because that's like the, the common language. If you're in a place like Bangkok where it's more tourists than, than, uh, native people. So if you go to a place like, uh, France or other European countries, it might be more like you just have this communication barrier in addition to like not looking like everyone else um, and, and you know, things like that. So that is, it is definitely a, a strange feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. And unlike the French for Derek, the guys that he ran into at the bar in Harlem were really nice to him, even though he didn't speak at all.
0: Yeah, let's, let's get into some of our Uh, favorite or least favorite parts of the movie Ashley Um, was there something you loved or hated about it
1: so I really liked (laughs) let's see okay I really what's so funny you, you usually
2: just shit on things
1: okay well I like this movie
0: we should I meant to um we should we should say that sooner um so let's say it now what was did you just love the movie overall
1: yeah, I really liked it. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I thought it was really well done. It was artsy, but not like too artsy. It had some cool ideas throughout. Um, but the thing I really loved was the effects, not the special effects, because there weren't really special that many special effects, but the actual effects of like him removing his eye, but he wouldn't like show that he was removing it because they couldn't like pay for the effects of that. So he would mm-hmm. just like, cover his eye, then it would be in the plant, and then he would take it back out, like stuff like that I thought was really cool. Um, or when he healed the little kid's like knee when he had a cut and he just put his hand over it, and his hand like was glowing, but you just saw the glow from a distance. I thought that was really cool and really well done.
0: Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It, like Compared to um, some of the other movies we've watched, like Ghostbusters or what did we watch last week? I've already f- forgotten. Chud. Chud, yeah.
1: Um, Animalistic <laughs> human underground dwellers. Humanoids. Yes. Uh,
0: contaminated, hazardous. Dumping, urban disposal. Un- urban disposal, yeah. So... This movie doesn't rely on like tricks or practical makeup or anything like that. It actually, I guess it does rely sort of on, um, like what you don't see is conveyed mm-hmm. emotionally. So yeah, because they don't need to show like the, the little, um, wound on the kid's knee healing up, you, you get to, instead you get a shot of, uh, the brother's face. Mm-hmm. and and see him smiling or just you just see this connection between the humans versus like let's wow you with uh cool um makeup or cool cgi mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't usually look that cool in the 80s right um so yeah i i agree it was um it was ingenuitive for for the time in the budget and there were a few examples like when he's confronted by the men in black late later in the movie, they mm-hmm. attach some little, like, sensor to his abdomen or something. It looks like an like, outlet, like the they're neck? plugging
1: in an outlet almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they, like, twist something and, and it rewinds him.
1: Yeah, basically. that was really cool.
0: Yeah, they do some camera tricks. This isn't... You referenced the eye thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he takes his eye out, which they don't show, like, the full head with the eye coming out but they do show a detached eye um, that's like planted in a bush so that it can watch Planted in a plant yeah planted in a little <laughs> shrub you know we don't need to you <laughs> don't need to debate how much foliage it was but when they when he's reviewing the the footage I didn't get this at first but y'all pointed out Uh, that like the reason the camera goes to this like lower frame rate and sort of stop motion style Mm -hmm. is because he's reviewing the footage that he collected from his detached remote like surveillance eye. Um, It's hard to
1: watch, but it's really well done once you think it, once you think about it and like why it's like that.
0: It makes perfect sense.
2: It's cool, but for the viewer, it's kind of detracting. It hurts, but yeah, yeah. but it's cool that like he puts his eye down on, uh, a planter in New York City on the side of the fucking street and it's recording uh live, you know, live footage. And then when you re- review it back, it's you know, twenty five to fifteen frames fast. And that's Did
1: Drew just say that. Yeah. That whole thing.
0: <laughs> no, he After didn't I say 20... talked
1: about it, then Drew talked about it and then you talked about well, I, it.
0: I think I added some details.
2: I added some details too. Twenty-five to fifteen frames per second. Uh, get out of cool. here,
0: okay? Well, it's slower, not faster. But hey, get uh, out! Yeah. Get out of here! This is getting testy. So, for me, um, on a lighter note, I I, th- I like how how friendly and receptive and welcoming everyone was at this local bar. It's probably mm-hmm. the the main setting of the movie. Uh, the trailer compares it to what does it say? Cheers meets Harlem. Yeah. Yes. But it's just cheers in Harlem. Um, you know, the all the regulars are uh, black. And when the alien uh, brother character comes in, he sort of like he goes to sit down at one of the bar stools. And um, one of the regulars like snatches it away or pushes it because a fallen um, a fallen compatriot of the bar uh used to always sit there, so no one sits there anymore. Um, but then he still hasn't spoken, obviously, or ordered or you know, spent any money. and mm-hmm. he just like sits down at a table and they just accept him and welcome yeah. him.
1: They test yeah. him a little bit, but to see if, like he can hear and understand, but other than that, they just kind
0: of it's one of the coolest things about the movie is that he progressively becomes more human, I guess, mm-hmm. as it goes on. It's a little it was a little confusing to me how um where he started and where he ended up but he learns like um he learns how to connect to people he learns uh how to like sort of fit in with commercial society to some extent he holds down jobs um uh (laughs) being like an arcade repairman yeah and um then he discovers sex (laughs) yeah because he sees a bunch of sexy billboards he Um, finds
1: the woman he wants Easily. Yeah, he
0: sleeps with like a what a lounge singer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I, I I thought that was cool. Um Derek, what did what did you love about this movie? Or hate?
1: Was it the frame rate?
0: <laughs> do you want to? Yeah, you want to go through that one more time in in like a slower voice? Like skip every syllable, every other syllable. And I will do this in a slower frame fr- rate. Hey, great. Hey, great. Hey, <laughs> oh, yes,
2: hey. It. That's pretty good. Can, can you guys hear? Can you guys hear? hear? can you can you he, he hear me? Hey, um, anyway,
0: what did I love or hate? Yep, the music. Remember last week, and I was like the music, and then you just said nothing. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What true? Did you like the music? <laughs> Perfect, So That's just
1: like last week.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: the music was amazing last week in our film of Chud. And this week it is also again amazing. What do they call the instrument that's this big kind of bowl with different uh, spots to hit? Yeah, the... I know what
1: you're talking about.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Well, it was it was Rastafarian music, or but that's not, I don't know. There was this one recurring like sound sound, uh, and I have no idea. You're asking the wrong person. If you're asking me, um, steel
2: pans. Mm. Mm-hmm cool steel drums or pans and sometimes collectively with other musicians as a steel band or orchestra. This is a lot more context that is needed, but uh, I think the, uh, the name that we're looking for is steel pans. And there are different notes to play within this like bowl of a
0: steel, steel bowl. So one of the things I liked about the movie was uh, the music. There were these steel pans and also known as, (laughs) steel pans oh, uh, God. yeah but there's
1: different <laughs> notes you can hit within the steel pan to make yeah. different sounds
0: i i really love the music was was there a character in this movie full of um pretty one note characters aside from the main one that you connected with ashley
1: um this is a little bit harder so i only want to say this character he had a really, really bit part, but only because of other movies he's been in, which isn't fair to this, but I'm going to do it. Cause I feel like you break the rules all the time. Sure. So I'm going to go with, uh, the magician on the subway.
0: Yes. Who, what actor was that?
1: So I don't know his name, but he is the villain from hackers.
0: Yeah. She's in, you should have looked up his IMDb. he's in a bunch of stuff. I, I knew I recognized him, but.
1: But he's just he... like such a young kid, but he does this really amazing card trick that uses the entire deck and he talks really fast and goes through the entire thing and it's pretty well done and that was his only scene. But it was I cool. Him. He's
0: like he's telling a story. He's mm-hmm. like the four the four kings do this and then, you know, I kind of I he he lost me <laughs> during the trip. <laughs> but he is this like fast talking cryptor dude and then mm-hmm. and then he ends the scene by saying want to see all the white people disappear? And I guess it's just cuz they're at like a certain stop where all the white people get off. Yep. So, except for one. <laughs> yeah. Who is that?
1: Well, there's just one girl sitting on the end, and then everyone else <laughs> was not waiting. <laughs>
0: um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a controversial choice um, because there was one scene where uh, the brother, the main character, runs into like these these white dudes who are sort of drunk on the street, and did they just like follow him into the bar, the Cheers bar?
1: I I'm not really sure how they ended up going into that bar, but I assume they followed him in.
0: Yeah, so he he goes to the bar. They're just like. It's funny, all throughout the movie, people are connecting with a brother because he's just like this um, uh, sounding board slash like reflects back on people what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, they think that like they are being like more accepting or going like uh, out of their way. And they're not going out of their way. They think they're just like hanging out with a person that is like them and they're treating them the same as they would like each other except there there's just this realization the longer the interaction goes on and and they get drunker and they start to be like uh, we didn't grow up with a lot of people like you we didn't even notice Um, there's -hmm. just this kind of like awkward transition from them being condescending to him and I mean he doesn't care because he's an alien but like everyone else in the bar who's black starts to notice that they're just like being douches basically so that's
1: you connect with the most <laughs>
0: well yeah because i've been in he's, situ- also not, he's also like not he's also not not you know
2: he's not putting off that he's offended by any of it either he's just chilling
1: right it's but we're talking like, about the the we're talking about the guys not him
0: oh the fucking lanky dudes no not the not the bounty hunters who are coming to collect him no the people that he's just hanging out that that like follow him into the bar for that one scene they're there for um, like a,
1: a symposium or something
0: yeah it's just like some entitled um you know youngish white white dudes and they're like having a fun exotic diversion in harlem and uh like think that they're being eclectic when they're being sort of just ignorant uh, yeah. and i don't mean to be harsh on myself um, it's just kind of one of those situations where you can pretend to be colorblind is basically what they say. And right. yet, like, that's not how the rest of the world isn't co- colorblind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bartender calls them out. He's like, um, what y'all are going to want to do is get on the A train and get off downtown and, uh, <laughs> see you later. So, yep. uh, anyway, uh, Derek, was there a ca- character that you connected with? how about the music <laughs> the music is sometimes a character in, in 80s movies
2: yeah social no social no, no no
0: um i'm gonna
2: give this to you drew i guarantee you know which character i'm gonna be and it's
1: <laughs> the high guy
2: no get out of here <laughs> Drew. who am i like, no
0: man um sorry um, no, that's that better than sorry. your Russian accent from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Drew, who am um, I? I don't want to, I don't want to step on, uh, Chad Hanks's, uh, Lane with that, uh, terrible patois. Um, you're the housewife who talks too much. Oh shit. I was going to say <laughs> I'm the brother. No, okay, you're the housewife. Well, why are you the brother? I mean, I would love to, I don't mean this is a challenge. Like I I want to hear your explanation for that
2: he doesn't have to say something to make his point and people don't have to hear something from him to feel comfortable around him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's is who that I how am. You as are? No, <laughs> I'm just if saying only. that that, that is who I would like to be. Uh, and he
0: ultimately does want things to be fixed. So, yeah, like both um real things like arcade machines and fans at the fan repair store and well, and, and kids <laughs> kids knee scrapes yeah and he like um i wrote down a really cheesy note um in my notepad in the dark that said his superpower uh, from his alien you know planet is mm-hmm. empathy which yeah. is a which is what we pride ourselves on as humans and yet like he as a complete alien foreigner develops the empathy uh the capacity for empathy more quickly than you know any human does over the course of their life because of you know being jaded by culture because of all sorts of um, systematic issues that they face. But he's just kind of above all that and is able to connect with people on a, pu- a pure emotional level, um, even though he's not human. I guess that's kind of like the great irony of the movie. Um, he's better at being human than we are. Yeah end of episode deep
1: done Um, drop the mic don't drop it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, um this this kind of speaks to that did you have any uh monologues you wanted to do from the movie
1: Ooh, i have one so this is from um the arcade scene with the arcade girl named
0: ace
1: which is also our nickname for her uncle which is cool yeah um
0: somebody should have picked her by the way
1: i yeah i just I don't know. I just didn't want to, but she has this really good monologue when she's talking to uh, the brother. So she's playing her arcade game and she goes, I've played like warp 10 on everything in here playing max on the difficulty scale. And I'm totally inside their time. You know, do you know what that's like? It's like everything in the world is doing slow motion, except you boring, right? Can't do nothing about it. You know, everything that's going to happen before it does. Can't change it. Just shoot it down with a gun. You should say, see what it's like at home. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just once. Just once, I wish it could be me going in slow motion with everything else zipping past.
0: Boom. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: that's really well said. Um Fucking the dialogue is really good in the movie. Yeah,
0: I think great. this great. is supposed to be kind of the thesis of the movie. Aside mm-hmm. from sort of the one line thesis that I just gave, but I'm a little confused by it, frankly, because so this is he's like hovering over her shoulder when she delivers this, what he's watching her uh, play before he yeah. like soups up the machine to to finally uh, make the machine on her level. Um, she's supposed to be, like, speaking for him how he feels, right? Yeah, that's what I okay. took
1: from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I don't
2: know. It- I felt like she was opening up to somebody that didn't really fully understand who she was. Right. And she didn't know the powers that he had, so she just was, like, talking to anybody that would listen. But this guy could...
1: Well, she already knew know. that he was like the man that fixed all the machines. So she, I think she was just like, maybe he walks in and sees her and playing arcade games and they're going so fast. And she's like, I just want like things to slow down and then everything else is it passed around me. And I think maybe that's what he wants to happen as well. I think it's like a two way street. Yeah, I
0: can, I can totally see it both ways because it could have just been like, this is how he, no pun intended, like levels up his empathy game, Nice birthday. uh, <laughs> sure. But it could also just be like him, not him literally projecting his emotions on her, but just a parallel between mm-hmm. her experience and, and his. Um, it seems maybe it's the, maybe it's the inverse, like everything is moving because he's arrived in this foreign place. Everything's moving super fast for him and, he and he's trying to so keep out. up and everything's moving super slow for her because she says that like she just wants everything to get up to her speed. Um, Well,
1: she yeah, she wants to slow down, so everything else is yeah on her level. Or
0: yeah, or vice versa. I mean, Mm -hmm. he has to make the machine speed up. He doesn't slow her down. Right. Yeah. Anyway, good, great, great um delivery. Thank you for that, Ashley. Of course. Um, Before we move on, did you want to hit on any uh, interesting trivia?
1: Yeah. Um. So, John Sales spent a lot of his like financed the majority of the movie by himself. Um, he actually even used some of his genius, his MacArthur Fellows Genius Grant on the film, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I know you're going to get into yeah. this, but it's a pretty cheaply made film. So it's interesting that he was able to like finance like the majority of it based on grants.
0: I mean, my first reaction last week when we were kind of like uh, planning to watch it uh, in, the, in the 2020 moment that we're in, it's like, okay, this is a movie about the Black experience written and directed as a passion project by a white dude but then you know it's like it's just cool that he's in um hopefully like enabling and promoting the story of of the, the characters in the movie i don't mm-hmm. think he was like It's could not be less of like an exploitative movie um, right definitely it's was a systematic process that got him, you know, in a position to make the movie in the first place. Yeah. But, he d- yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just no, saying I he, mean, d- he just didn't make another giant alligator movie. He made this.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's um slated as describing this movie as being about the immigrant experience of assimilation. So it's pretty.
0: Which is that probably is personal to him, right?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this film only took four weeks to finish to produce, which is pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Impressive
2: wait from starting of filming to ending of filming four yeah, weeks produ-
1: production only took four weeks
2: jesus true mm-hmm. what's the average time
0: for a film back in the um 80s? six four months. months yeah that's wild well i mean if it's like a big budget movie yeah three or four months
1: and then one more um derek you're gonna like this one so think think this through ready all right so the entrance and exit scenes of the Men in Black's like first appearance in the bar, the men in black are the bounty hunters, um, were filmed entirely in reverse with the camera upside down. Whoa. Yeah. So the two men like started on the bar stools, then backed out of the room for the entrance, while the exit was filmed with the two outside the bar and backing into it.
0: That is I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> weird to say. I can't even I'm I don't sure. really I was going to ask if that's why they look tall, but I think they were just tall. Um, well, they're
1: only, they're six feet and six four, so they're not even that oh. tall.
0: Um, but, and one of them is played by the director. hmm Why four. did they do that, yeah. though? Yeah.
1: I don't know, but it's <laughs> just as, like an interesting thing. So next time you watch it, you'll be like, oh.
0: Well, I'm okay. going to re-watch it again. I've my friend David, uh, David Lynch, uh, best I'm going to have sushi with.
1: New best friend?
0: Pioneered. Do you guys are friends now? I'm just planning ahead. I mean, I haven't <laughs> gone to the set of Dune yet. I guess the Dune comes out in December. So let's just mm-hmm. assume I can find a way to the set. He did <laughs> He did already email me saying that uh, he's going to use a similar technique in movies that he makes, um, in the TV show that he makes in 1990, Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> he He's going to record, he's going to have his actors in 1990. Speak in reverse, and then he's going to play it forward for a very disorienting, like, sound um, experience when they're in the uh, the red room of, you know, kind of the the uh, what's it called, the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. So, yeah, the reverse well, to forwards. i to take a quick break from our discussion of breath. Wait, that's the vampire voice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <That's-> count Chocula. <laughs>
0: Let's take a quick break from our, <laughs> let's take a quick break from our discussion of brother and tune into NR 84 new release radio.
2: Gone.
0: All right. New release radio is where we give you a taste. Of what was happening this week, back in 1984. Yeah, it's a radio show in the middle of a podcast. The song you just heard was "Cruel Summer" by Bananarama, up three spots to number 18 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of this guy's birthday, 1984. <laughs> Ashley, what was happening in the news or pop culture this week?
1: All right, uh, Derek. Saban, Aside from me being born. Yeah, besides from the biggest news, um, Jerry Rice catches 17 passes for 294 yards and makes five touchdowns. This
0: one goes out to Derry. Oh, shit. Whoa, whoa. Next week, we are going to have some really exciting news. But now it's time for Ashley to ask me what the weekend box office report is. So, what was the weekend box office report? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Eastwood's *Tightrope* coming in at number one with four million. Number two, Bill Murray's *Ghostbusters* three point six. Number three, Prince *Purple Rain* two point five million, and *The Brother from Another Planet*. Nowhere to be nowhere found. to be found. <laughs> um, but this movie only cost three hundred fifty million to make, or three hundred fifty thousand oh to make. Um,
1: Out of his own budget, three fifty mil, no big deal. And
0: Ashley. It did, it It outperformed its budget, right?
1: Yeah, by 10 times, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, so yeah. good for this movie. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Made 350 million, just
0: kidding. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's, what's the percentage on that? A million times? A hundred times? One one,
1: one hundredth?
0: Yeah. <laughs> now for everyone's favorite segment on NR84. Rank the... Blank it's the
2: moment of truth. It all. Alone. Willing
0: We get a weird one this week Where um, on Rank the Blank We pick a topic Inspired by this, mo- this week's movie And rank our choices But this week Because my birthday is equally important If not more than this birthday Then we are going to rank The best movie Or type of movie to watch on your birthday? How's that sound? Sounds great and weird. <laughs> so we're gonna start with some categories first. Uh this is where I ease back into my normal voice. Um really? Yeah yes. I can't keep that up. So <laughs> um did we mention it's my birthday, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, do whatever so you want. Do y'all before before we jump into the categories, do y'all typically watch movies on your birthday?
1: No.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a thing I do every single year. It's a thing that all of my friends and everybody that I know does every year. That's so. weird
1: because I'm your friend and I don't do it.
0: Sarcastic Derek.
1: <laughs> no one does it.
2: Except
1: well, for Jamie,
0: Derek, and, and some other best friends of mine went to see a birthday on my birthday, went to went see, to a, see birthday. a birthday,
1: a, a movie <laughs> on your birthday,
0: we went to see a movie on my birthday. Uh, guess who was the director? David Lynch. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Blue Velvet. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it could be in that case, like you go to the theater every year. You might have like a movie. I mean, it would probably be weird to watch the same movie mm-hmm. every year on your birthday. But maybe you want to watch like one of your favorites. I don't know. What are some of the other like types of movies you might watch on or near your birthday?
1: Rom-coms. Yeah. I like just feel good movies in general. Your favorite you don't genre. Don't Yeah, you don't feel like a shitty, like just shitty after you watch a movie on your birthday, you know? Like I'm not gonna watch like Requiem for a Dream.
0: Yeah. Well, right. You're gonna wanna watch like comfort comfort food. I mean you Mm -hmm. could you could try to watch something that's birthday themed. We uh one of the first movies we did was Sixteen Candles, but that'd probably be weird to watch on your birthday, right?
1: Yeah, I think you feel even sadder.
0: (laughs) Yeah my we're going to get to our our submissions that are kind of like tied to categories i'd say mine falls in the melancholy camp yeah uh, but yeah i would say for me um tomorrow uh there's another movie coming out that i've been dying to see uh like so if it's just a movie like that you've been saving for a while or you know it, there's a lot of different directions we can go in here but uh Let's let's get into our submissions. So we've got The Brother from Another Planet. Uh that's you know, the movie that we watched on my birthday. So it has to be considered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, is this a movie you would rewatch on a birthday or it has any affiliation to a birthday, Ashley? No. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. but
1: No. It's, but it was a good movie. I like the movie. I just wouldn't watch it on my birthday.
0: Yeah. It's but it's also like I think I would want to watch something. I get the comfort food, comfort food, viewing, uh, rationale, but I would also Mm -hmm. want to watch something a little outside of the norm potentially. And, and best case scenario, you watch something that you didn't really know if you were going to like, and it just leaves you exhilarated because it's new and and fresh. So, right. um, also before we get into our submissions, were there any interesting, uh, uh, options from the Instagram poll
1: yeah I got a few so so our viewers they were kind of all over the board um, so we got Pride and Prejudice which I thought was interesting what so if they get a period piece and then stand by me which I thought was a really good choice
0: yep um, Nostalgic.
1: super troopers funny lighthearted. hearted uh, mr. and mrs. Mrs. Smith also just kind of like Whoa. there. yeah so that's interesting um, the Wizard of Oz classic movie yeah. so they're kind of just all over the place Um there's no one clear winner, but it's
2: pretty cool. I think I think, I think that's what what's choices. cool about
0: this category is that it's so eclectic and so personal obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's going to be evidenced in our choices. So Ashley, what's what's your choice?
1: So, I picked this movie um because I watched it several times and I always enjoy it and after I finish watching it, I just always have like a good feeling about it um and it would be cool to have like friends over and watch it with you so mm-hmm. i chose clueless um, yeah whatever <laughs> so yeah so play that clip
2: answer that the topic is haiti and she's talking about some little party hello it was his 50th birthday 50th birthday whatever <laughs> if she doesn't do the assignment i can't do mine
1: yep so that's clueless
0: Dude, I I just watched it like two weeks ago with Jamie, and it's, was it, it so was, great? It was, and then you yeah. and I watched it like six months ago. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie to watch.
2: It is. It's a good movie.
0: It's good. It like it feels. I think it's our nostalgic sweet spot for time period, which you mm-hmm. know we've we've hit on a lot. Uh, despite the fact that I was born in eighty four um, today, it, this is more like. This harkens back more to our high school experience or the time period that we I don't know. We obviously didn't grow up in a SoCal uh Valley high school. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> middle of nowhere, Virginia. Yeah, I didn't uh I wasn't would I be the um oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Paul uh, Rudd? Paul Rudd character or in
1: you'd be I um mm, I don't know if you'd be the Pollard character. Yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe I would be the um no Derek would be the skater dude Scare character. Guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I guess I'd I'm be, Donald. I'm Donald Faison then.
1: His um, name is Paul na- His name is Josh. So you yeah. wouldn't maybe Donald Faison who plays Murray.
0: Yeah. With
1: the bucket hat and the braces, that's you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I was uh, maybe a a little bit of a of a outlier, but yeah. A black character, not <laughs> not the same experience, but anyway, it's a it's a really rewatchable movie, and uh, is not going to like leave your you feeling sour on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Like my choice, the future, yeah, by Miranda July, who has another movie coming out uh, in September of 2020, which I am super excited to watch, oh, but. No. This movie, like, is sort of about a uh, couple that's just in a rut and they're trying to figure out where their life is going. And <laughs> so they, uh, the, the narrator is a cat, Pawpaw. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the best way to sum it up.
2: <laughs> they came back and they petted me and I accidentally made the sound that means I am cat which is belonging to you.
0: For my movie, I want something that more accurately reflects like my emotional state. Clueless is a fun escapist, you know, romp, mm-hmm. but the future is, it doesn't leave me the same way David Lynch movies don't leave me like feeling cynical about the world they leave me feeling like validated and being kind of like maybe a movie like uh, melancholia is a bit too Ooh, much yeah. even though i love um lars von trier's movies uh, visually and even emotionally but that's that's too heavy this is like the the right amount of melancholy like they are moving apartments i think or something they're go- something happens so they put the- they leave they papa the cat, at the yeah. shelter and maybe or maybe not they come back and and get him before yeah
1: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
0: so Derek,
2: <laughs> what about you
1: <laughs> something happier
2: this is the first thing that i kind of settled on and funny yeah, I'm uplifting- excited. and uplifting you ready I'm nervous. Just listen to this on your birthday, just to start it off. Then you can watch like your favorite film, listen to your favorite artists. But this is how you got to start your day. Welcome to Jurassic Park.
1: Hell yeah. Sounds good. Cool.
0: (laughs) Your birthday is a giant letdown.
1: This is awful. This is so sad. Would you just watch this for the length of a movie over and over again?
2: Uh, no, I would watch it. No, no, no. Okay. Definitely not. I mean, you would watch Jurassic Park on your birthday. <laughs> would I, would you, would I you watch not? Jurassic Park on my
0: birthday? Yeah, I would. Uh, let's let's rank these suckers. Please. Um, as 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 is tradition, we all start with the brother from another planet. Um this is a weird category because like usually the topic is inspired by the movie so the movie stands a fair chance against our submissions but in this case it doesn't. <laughs> i made the topic about me yep. um so is the brother from another planet last
1: yeah okay
0: i mean sometimes so, i mean it's a great movie anyway. but not
1: birthday movie. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um okay well it was a great birthday movie so it should be at least get some points for that um, i think I it to... shouldn't be last i was in... gonna say and it can't be
1: well, it should be above Derek's choice for sure.
2: Agreed.
0: Derek's okay. disqualified. Sorry, Agreed. Derek. It's fine. Um, I agree.
1: So I think so it should got, be third.
0: We got um, the wazoo, and then we got the brother from another planet. And then it's between <laughs> a real well, death match between Clueless and the future. We're just going to have to let Derek decide. Uh, it's got to be this weird cat movie. Yes.
1: He has to win. it's his birthday.
2: Well... well yeah well, kind of i think i won fair and square it's his
1: 50th birthday
2: happy 50th we clueless is a good back for me <laughs> hey we're here
1: they were. better than it's, the recorder it's so
2: <laughs> weird it's such a weird film that you have mm-hmm. to win clueless i like as a film just in general
0: i saw watch it the as... cat
1: watch the future get back to me
0: well so mine's more personal
1: yeah, completely personal.
0: Because Derek and I have both watched Clueless and neither of y'all have watched The Future in the last six months.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it in years. So. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: All right. Well, I think that's You a good win. Rationale.
1: Happy birthday.
0: So it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on the brother from another planet. But before we do, let's listen to a funky and terrible New Cindy Lauper track, coming in at number three on this week's Billboard Top 100.
2: It's
0: terrible.
1: That was awful.
0: Yeah, you don't really get the full effect without seeing the video. It's like this dystopian New York setting. There might even be a McDonald's featured, which is a weird recurring Bears. theme on the podcast, but mm-hmm. anyway, um that was shebop by Cindy Lauper. the number three song on the Billboard wow. Top one hundred for some Gross. reason yeah um, should I explain how new release radio works again, or are we good?
1: explain it in reverse
0: yeah <laughs> oh boy um that's a that's a challenge um, last day, yes, week twenty. Twenty, partial, no, it's not (laughs) working. So, we record new release radio while we're in nineteen eighty four. We we like pick up a newspaper. We um, watch local commercials um, while either before or after we go to the theater and go to the hospital to see um, baby selves. So, yeah, and then obviously we uh, teleport the sound to the future on a twenty to nine thousand minute delay so that it's broadcasting live when we're recording this episode <laughs> new release
1: 2020. Yeah. Oh oh so easy. Okay. Yeah. Thank
0: you. But enough about that. Let's talk about the movie. Let's wrap this sucker up Ashley. So sure. How are the reviews for the brother from another planet at the time? They're
1: the actually movie? pretty high. I was surprised. I mean, I just didn't know how it uh, it would rate, but it rated pretty high percentage um, on Rotten Tomatoes. And as far as reviews from 84, Mm -hmm. so this is a segment where I'll do two true reviews and one lie or one review by myself. And you guys pick out which one that I wrote. How about
0: two true reviews and a by lying?
1: Ooh, by
0: Leon. I mean i was gonna say by line but then it actually turned into by lion
1: yeah it worked really well okay, okay. so these are the reviews um all right a charmingly low-tech sci-fi indie is one mm. um an artsy slower paced movie with a kind alien stud that has a big heart is two
0: mm, you didn't mm. say it was hot yes
1: and then <laughs> three Three, it's a nice unsurprising shaggy dog story that goes on far too long
0: so I read the third one previously um <laughs> all right well that's that good one. to know uh I'm calling
2: Ashley on number one although number two is where she got her
0: idea from I'm gonna say the stud
1: yeah the stud's mine nice. damn he is a he, stud.
0: He is a stud. And who referenced a smile earlier? Was that in a review or where did that come from?
1: That was in, oh, that was in the trailer, the movie. Oh, so, like, he's right. got a nice yeah. smile and he can take out his eyeball. Was, <laughs> so, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the secret to um, Ashley's heart. So, yeah. <laughs> what was, what, so the real, the first review, which was a positive one, can you read mm-hmm. that again?
1: A charmingly low-tech sci-fi indie,
0: I mean, yeah, that's succinct yeah. and perfect. Um, mm-hmm. yours added the stud quotient. And then the we should hit on the third one that was slightly critical. Uh, this was a charming movie, but there were so many scenes. I think part of its charm were how long and quote, shaggy the the scenes mm-hmm. were, but it was they were so just- drawn out. Yeah, they would just be in the bar hanging out. And Forever. <laughs> it, it was just a hang movie. I mean, that was kind of mm-hmm. like the point. I guess you were just spending time with these characters. Uh yeah. But, you know, it was close to 2 hours and no real plot. I mean, he was being chased by bounty hunters, but we didn't care. I mean, we and didn't want they... him to get captured, but
1: Right, but then they left pretty easily. So,
0: yeah, it was it was just a like Let's let's um, spend some time with these characters that we don't sort of like the the, the non uh, condescending version of the people that like follow him to the bar. Like we are welcomed into to this uh, setting that we wouldn't normally the setting and this group of characters that we wouldn't normally uh, run with in our in our normal lives. So, yeah. Very uh, charming movie.
1: Mm-hmm. What about
0: uh, awards, Saturn Awards, uh, Oscars, anything? It did
1: win some awards, which is cool. Um, It won a Sundance Film Festival Award. Nice. But it's kind of weird. So it won the Dramatic Non-Compete Award. It's kind of strange. So it's a special jury recognition award winner because they already had one that won for Dramatic. So it was like the jury was just like, let's pick another one. It should also win. So it won that. That's on Dancer. Sort of
0: an honorable mention.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then it also won at the Catalonian International Film Festival for the best actor for Joe Morton, who played the brother, and then um, best screenplay John by John Sales. Pretty cool. screenplay. Wow. Best. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> back to <Never> ending Story*. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Um, we didn't even mention Joe Morton's career, like Derek uh, pointed out when we were watching the movie that this guy went on to be famous right and what are some of his credits ashley
1: put me on the spot
0: you shared us i know but i already forgot all of them <laughs> it was speed
1: well american gangster was one of them or gangster was one of i don't i have to look it up speed i don't know scandal eureka terminator 2 judgment day
0: there's one scene in the movie where he, uh, he's on the basketball court and it, he like zeroes in on the hoop when the, the ball lands in his hand and he like <laughs> shoots it. Uh, I don't know. It reminded me of Terminator because of the sound effects, maybe, <laughs> um, which the original Terminator will be coming out in a month or so. Not going to so see that's it. i huh? kidding. I'm just kidding. For the podcast.
1: No, I know. I have to yeah. watch it.
0: Um, any Ashley awards?
1: Um, um, two awards. Well, one award and then one, just like side note. Um, kindest alien because I think he was like a really sweet alien, minus the scene where he was like doing heroin because he wanted to try it out. But besides that, he well, he needed
0: su- to do that to like I'm oh, sorry to sorry to interrupt, but like no, the, the, the other plot of the movie, the whole point, like the mission he was on was to rid Harlem of this like disease. In the form of of heroin that you know people were uh, getting addicted to. So if he had, he didn't
1: have to try it, did well, he?
0: That was how he knew what it realized was. Realized how debilitating and you know destructive it was. Uh, I did okay. not realize that that was heroin. What? Well, it okay. was something you injected, and then yeah. later I thought they were treating it like crack, maybe. But I'm sure it was yeah, not sort not of sure. just kind of some like, sort of drug from the early '80s.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, just... drugs
0: were destroying the community, and he yeah. was on a mission. That's why he took his eye out and surveilled the the drug deal, so that mm-hmm. he could track down the suppliers and oh, gotcha. cut off yeah. the drug trade.
1: So that's the only that's the only award I'm gonna. That's the only one. Just the okay. kindest alien.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm actually really curious about our next topic uh, that we do every week, on a scale of one to eighty four. How eighties was this movie? um usually it's based on things like music wardrobe who which actors are in it is it iconic for the era um i have an inkling that this is going to be low but i'm open to be persuaded ashley
1: sure um so the wardrobes were definitely all 80s um all Mm -hmm. different styles of 80s and then the music was pretty 80s didn't have any like soundtrack, like you're like, Oh, that's by Madonna or whoever. But I think the soundtrack is pretty eighties and then eighties Harlem. Like you can kind of like, even like the bar scene, go outside, going to see that lounge singer, pretty eighties as well. Um, I'm going to, I'm still going to give it a little bit lower though. I'm probably going to go like a 60, 66.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely in the sixties. So for context, our most 80s movies thus far are ghostbusters with uh an 80 out of 84 rating and then 16 candles karate kid and never ending story all with 79s um i i would say the diy aesthetic i mean because of the low budget of the movie and the fact that it was set in new york mm-hmm. um the wardrobes and and kind of the effects that you talked about oh uh a while ago yeah. like those felt very 80s or just very of the time because they weren't like the budget didn't permit them to. It was almost document documentary style yeah. in, in a sense because just that's that's how they had to do it. Um, so it was cool. It was like a time capsule movie, but it's not iconic for the era, although the director maybe they get some bonus points because John Sayles was very prolific in the 80s. This was his heyday of um of you know writing some uh blockbuster movies and then directing some art house movies so it was his heyday but I still don't know that he's a household name I'm gonna go uh, what did you say 60 what
1: I said 66
0: yeah I'll just agree with you okay Derek you have your um complicated 802 <laughs>
2: yeah. I am just gonna go with the simplified 65 <laughs>
1: Okay. Why don't we just go
0: 666666?
1: Yeah.
0: 666666. No, it's 66 plus 66 plus 65 divided by three. comes out to 65.75. So. Yeah. Good job.
1: Which rounds to 66. So
2: Yeah.
0: 0.666. And on. Do we recommend somebody? Do we want to recommend this movie or... Do we think it should be remade in any capacity, Ashley?
1: As much as I liked it, I wouldn't recommend it only because it's hmm. kind of long. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone that's gonna sit down and watch this movie if it was like 30 minutes shorter and it had a little bit more like action to it. It's just kind of a long movie, I feel like, to recommend to someone.
0: That's fair. I would I would have a conversation with somebody about it or an hour record an hour plus long podcast about it on my birthday. <laughs> and if someone listened to it and felt compelled mm-hmm. to watch the movie. Good for them. Um, but you just kind of, yeah, you just kind of changed my mind. I wouldn't go out like saying to people, you, sh- you, you should watch this. this. It doesn't right. seem like the type of movie you want to force on someone. Cause then they're just going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, what do you, what do you think? If you
2: listen to this podcast and you enjoy our commentary on shit, then yeah, definitely watch it. Re-listen to our episode. And then, yeah, figure it out yeah, for yourself. Yeah, listen if, to if the if podcast,
0: you, watch the movie, and then listen to the podcast again. Yeah,
2: exactly. all the other ones. Yeah, and then listen to all of our 19 <laughs> or 20 other podcasts so far. What number um, are we on? We need to keep this track is 21. of our anniversaries.
0: This is number 21. It's either Cheers.
1: 21 or 22. Nice.
0: Yeah, our podcast is uh, Able to Drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
0: Cool. So pretty like neutral on the recommendation front. I'm just going to go ahead and answer for all of us on the remake front. Nah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Agreed. <laughs>
0: it would be like, you could definitely tell a similar story in a, in a modern way because the themes of this movie, 1 million percent apply to, to yeah. modern times and a lot of cool, um, Uh, shows and movies are exploring that that territory Uh, like Lovecraft country for Mm -hmm. example so you know you've got the 50s you've got the 80s and you've got the 2020s and uh, shockingly not much has changed Um, so yeah no remake needed but uh, plenty of things to watch in a similar vein all throughout movie history lastly on this movie what are we going to immortalize from it in our wax museum? I think the answer is super obvious, but I want to hear Derek say the wrong thing. So,
1: Okay, Derek, what do you think?
0: Damn, put me Just on the spot. failure. <laughs> it's not the steel drums. Steel pan. Oh yeah, steel pans. Eyeball. Nailed it. Dang it. Give yourself a little doo-doo.
1: Yay. I was going to say that glowing hand too. That'd be cool. Like in the cornfield,
0: it's a glowing hand,
1: the hand that heals things. It'd be cool, like a glowing hand.
0: Well, it does it glow in the movie.
1: Yes. It glows like six times.
2: Yeah. He fixes arcade machines with a glowing hand. Oh yeah. He fixes yeah, yeah. his it knee with a
1: glowing like... hand. It glows. It does. Okay. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I, glowing
2: I... hands and, uh, extracted eyeballs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got two. uh, Body parts, um, perfect, and I think we should show his face so we can get that uh, smile. <laughs> I think studly, so too. That subtly smile, perfect. Um, and you know, not to be crude and and uh, objectifying, like as we mentioned a bunch of times, the character is just sweet and empathetic, and it it, it really like this movie has a ton of heart. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. Feel good going, you know. Going into my thirty-sixth
1: uh, year. Yep, thirty-six. Damn boy,
2: you get
0: old.
1: That rounds to forty. <laughs> oh.
0: So next week on New Release, we have an action, flipping, jumping, stealthy, sortie, extravaganza.
1: Hyphens, hyphens, hyphens.
0: Yeah
1: he
2: is the most feared and
1: powerful warrior a ninja who explodes onto america his soul transforms her into a lethal assassin it's so sick her only hope is Yamato, the master ninja who has been sent to destroy him an epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces ninja three the domination rated r It'll be, it'll be good if we haven't seen the first two so yeah, another
0: r-rated I th- yeah
2: i thought this was little ninjas or what what is that ninja film that that you are aware of ashley Three. it's three ninjas the three ninjas yeah that's no, what i thought this was very different apparently
0: apparently yeah that doesn't come out to 93 mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the best year ever we'll see um <laughs> uh, the year that came out um i don't know that this is if this is one of those uh sequels that actually has real uh movies that came before it or not i, I have a. I, I listened to another podcast how did this get made where they they discussed it and i think this might have just been like it might have just started with three but i'm sure ashley will do tons of research and we'll get to the I bottom of the domination. Next week. Are y'all excited?
1: Yeah, really excited.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, um, after you finished listening to this episode, watching the movie and listening to this episode again, that's when you should subscribe to the podcast by searching new release 1984 on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else. You get podcasts. That's a wrap.
2: Yeah. And-